Yeah, it's yeah, good, right? Yeah, pour me some more. Estrada, it's gonna keep up on you later. Don't worry about it. You have good tolerance. Good tolerance. Un petit peu. Y tolerance. Sí, okay, so. let's, see, let's see how we can cut back in here. Right. Well, let me make sure this is even recording. So if I know that it's not recording. That can't be two hours in focus. Yeah, we're doing bits. Yeah, we'll figure out. Hold on, let me just... Um... That it, that it's going to be a fun game for you. Yeah, I'll have to figure out... I'll have to figure out the best way to do this. Shouts um, out to that. Shouts out to that. Um, Like you're going to cut this, but shouts out to that whole... Freaking yeah, no, no, for yo. yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I you did it, you did it good, you did it, you 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 found a way to do it. I just was trying to stop you, but if you're gonna keep going, because it's a good story, I just feel like one day you gotta really. I feel it. like one day that story has to be told. Because that told. philosophy, because there's a lot to be learned from there. I feel like because yo, because um, gave them pens, bro, and then they kicked out and couldn't make music. Like you see, it's and, crazy. But but you see. I feel like they were put into a position where they had to kick him out based on his actions. He was moving wassy. I won't lie. He was moving wassy. Even though... He was moving like Diddy, but Diddy moves wassy too. Yeah, but you see... But people are loud because they know he's Diddy. That should have been Diddy Diddy to them niggas, man. Not only is Diddy Diddy, but Diddy also ate a lot of dirt coming up. I don't think... I don't think... Hasn't eaten, this has, for has sure. eaten that slice. I don't think that gentleman has eaten that kind of slice of humble pie before. From everything I've known... It's always been a a 12. It's never been like, okay. My bad. Like, you know, because that's the thing. Diddy's, when he's humble, he's humble as fuck. And then when he's pompous, he's pompous as ever because he can command that range. But a lot of people from here start uh, start at the top and they don't feel like they have any dues to pay or there's any, you know, groveling that they have to do. And that kind of ends up being to your detriment, especially when you're moving that way. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. The biggest regret of my music career. Okay. I was working at a call center at Day and Davidson Henderson, mm-hmm. and I met this gentleman. I can't remember his name right now, but he was from he was from a country in the continent of Africa. I'll have to find Congo? out who. Ivory Coast? I think he was Congolese because he was French. Okay, Francais, right? So, 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 so yeah, I, I think Côte d'Ivoire, Côte d'Ivoire, Côte But and I remember, and yo, this name should I don't know if it'll hit you when I hear it now. Right. He came to me and said, "There's a guy I know from the." Like from back home, yeah. Who's in the states right now, mm-hmm. and he's working with Diddy mm-hmm. as an intern. Okay, okay. On this thing called Revolt. When? What year was oh, this? This is gonna be. If I was at the call center, I was still in school. This is at least before 2012. So this is before Revolt was even yes off the ground. And watch when I say the name. He goes, "I'm gonna give you his." His email. Now, I, I think I emailed him and the guy has never responded, but right, I should have just right. been relentless with it. Mm-hmm. You want to know what the guy's name was? What? Tuma. I'm leaving. No, 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 no. Tuma. No. I out, swear to out, God, it's out. Tuma. I swear, Chiro, Tuma boss, I'm, I swear I'm to leaving. God, it was I'm Tuma. Leaving. And he gave, me, he gave me the man's email and he goes, just tell him I sent you because I know him from back home. Email what Tuma. The fuck? And you know who Tuma is now, right? Of course I do. Okay. He's the only reason why we're able to do what we do on these on on, on these streaming services. And if you check, Tuma was an intern with Diddy at Revolt before he left. So time out. Tuma. So he went to Revolt yep. and then went to Spotify next. Yeah. Holy shit. He really Oh, because wait. He really did. Was he at B, was he at BET before? Was it BET? I can't remember where he was, but whatever he was doing, he was doing like I the think, rounds. Like yes, he was he was doing he was yes, putting it in. Which is why he was well respected, and that's why people didn't understand what the hell, insert company name here, did for him to 
pivot from there and if it was amicable terms or not. Once again, shout out Spotify. <laughs> shout that. out Spotify is hilarious. Because they're a great company, man. Like, what do you want me to say? Bruh, shout out Spotify. Yeah, to Mabasa, B. Wow. Man, put me, man, put me, man, give me his email. If I, if I really, really tried to look for it in my, you in my old IMT style's email, I'd, I'd, yeah. you'd see the email of, hey, Tuma, Travel from Toronto. Because he heard my stuff and he goes, yo, I kind of like it. Yeah. Reach out to this guy. Oh, my heavenly goodness. Ten years ago. Shit. Ten years ago. Atuma's gone now. Yeah, he's. I think he's at YouTube now. Yeah. If if he's, he's if he the began. head of music at YouTube, I believe. Oh, so he. So what? What's um? What's the white? What's the white man's name? Um, Lear Cohen. What is he? Because he's at YouTube and he's. I think he's, he's the one that brought Tuma. I think he's the one that brought Tuma on or or vouched for him. So he must be whatever Tuma is. Uh, Lear is definitely higher, and not okay. because he's white. But yeah, because, it's just he was there earlier. But yeah, 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 yeah Tuma. Yeah. But yeah, just a That's funny story. Crazy. Just to just to punch us back in because I don't think I ever told you the Tuma story. Just that a little is, throwaway at a call center in, in 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 Toronto, a guy who knew him from back home. So basically, wherever Tuma's from, that's where that guy's from. Then, yeah, I just gotta, I, I gotta look. I, yeah, it must be. Yeah, gotta I, look I, it I up. gotta be. Is it Ivory Coast? Yeah, he's a really cool guy. Like he responds when um Oshan messages him, he like answers and stuff. Oh, Tuma's solid. He is the YouTube director of Urban Music. There you go. So NBA young boy, his success. Tuma is is is, 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 Tuma. Being, is being is is receiving that because he found a way to make it way more profitable. Yep, that's crazy. Wow. So it's crazy, right? It uh, yeah. So um, where do where do where do we go from here? So you make this film. So we make the movie. And, yep. and the thing that I wanted to ask that I saw um, when people were speaking. During your live, or I just want to point out he was at MTV, he was at Revolt, yeah, exactly. he went to Spotify, yeah. BT, yeah, then he BT. went to YouTube as the director okay. of Urban Music. So he went to BT after. Um, I don't know if this is in chronological order yeah. as much as it's just listening. Because I think he was like a program or video director or something, or not video like a like whatever a program director does at radio, but doing it at BT. I yep. believe. Yeah, yeah. Like for the urban, and he works under Lior. You're right. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he, he Lior definitely vouched for him and, and saw his the greatness that he did. And he's like, no, 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 we're not letting. We're not letting whatever they did. Young dude, man, 35. Young guy. At the time, you got to figure out, at that time when I reach out to him, if he's 35 right now, I'm, you know, however old I'm going to be. Yeah. He's doing like 25. Holy. A young dude. Being just, just killing it. Just being young relentless. Dude. Just refuse to lose, man. And those are, I, yeah. those are the links you want to make. I don't, like, yeah. I hate to say it, shout out to you as a DJ, but remember how back in the day you had to link with DJs? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. now you got to link with like those interns. Yeah. Because it's the interns you have to link with who are like doing the bits and be yep. like, yo. That's right. Like my music, you know, mm-hmm. rock with it that way. It's interesting. But yeah, we, it, it's so interesting that, that it, you know, People music is the wild, wild west, man. It's, no, it is. It, it is the wild, There's wild no west. There's no rules. And before we get back into music, the thing I wanted to ask you is, yeah, because the, the film, the film, right? Like, I just feel like, is, is it you represented in all the characters? Like, there's probably a bit of me and everybody. I could trace when I look at it. Yeah. When I when I look at the characters and I and I watch the film and I see them speak, I remember the room of my house I was in when I wrote that scene. Holy or I remember like uh, a chunk of the movie I finished in Montreal because I was working for a company called Genworth at the time mm-hmm. and I was their regional auditor, so they would send me to Montreal for like two three weeks at a time. Oh shit! And then I didn't have like friends obviously in Montreal, so yeah. like I'd finish work and I'd be able to go back to my hotel room and just type. Yeah. And uh, so I remember a lot of that stuff is me in Montreal. Um, wow. Sitting there, mm-hmm. kind of talking to myself, trying to work out these conversations, right? Trying to say certain things. 
So like little lines, like there's a scene where Marcus tells the girl, I love you. She mm-hmm. says, I don't know what to say. He says, I didn't say it so you'd say it back. I said it so you'd know. I remember writing that and feeling like, yo, that is some of the most romantic stuff ever. So was that something that you said or were you on the receiving end of the I love you? In that, no, in I'm that a hopeless scenario. romantic, right? So there's a lot okay. of state. There's a lot of, mm-hmm. this is going to sound stupid, but there's a no, lot no, of stuff I w- I've said to women that I've never, there's a lot of stuff I would have loved to said to women I had no courage to talk to. Yeah, okay. You know but what I'm saying? But that, no, that's everybody. So, Even the most confident person in the world can still uh, attest to that. Yeah, but I mean, it was Especially such when opportunity a, has passed. Yeah. And it's like, in hindsight, mm-hmm. oh, there's so much shit you wish you could have said. Hell yeah. And at the time, you know, we're in a great place now. But at the time, <laughs> I was going through a, a breakup that was the worst of my life. Oh, okay. Probably the worst mistake of my life as well. The breakup was the mistake or the or I handled the relationship? Everything. I, had okay. a, I handled so many the things poorly. Thing poorly. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you about it offline. It, it, yeah. I'm a nice guy, like I. Yeah, yeah. But is it's the black smudge on my resume? I, I went on strike for a year after that. Didn't date nobody. Didn't do nothing yeah, because I, I do remember like, a little bit of that part of it. I was it, like, but nah, not I'm it. not doing that. So, writing Marcus is dealing with a lot of. Like, okay, so that was therapeutic that at that point. It was yeah. literally cathartic. I wanted to write a good man because I didn't feel like one. Wow. I wanted to write a good man because I didn't feel like one. Wow. So it was writing from a position of I was capable of that before this. I could Shit. do that before this. Yeah. I did say that before this. Right. And then, and then the thing happens. I got to do the thing, though, because it's still me. <laughs> right. It's still me. Exactly. So then the thing happens. And uh, the relationship between the main writer and her friend is a, a manager and an artist. That's what it is. That's a manager and an artist. Yeah, or a, a music yeah, producer and an artist. Yeah, yeah, it's the... Yeah. It's the You've been there. Like, okay, so watching the movie now, right? Mm-hmm. You've been there where you're sitting here, mm-hmm. somebody's in the booth, and you have yeah. to look at them and say, more, give it to me. Yeah. For, for, yeah. Give it and to sometimes me. you don't know how and, to say and it. They're and they're tired, and the they session's yeah. been going, and they don't have it, but it's yeah. your job so that when it's over, they can say thank you because the record's a smash. But exactly. in this room, yeah. I've been in this room. It's mm-hmm. intimate, and it's hard. Yeah. And it is, it is, I know you think you're done. You are not done. Are Do not. it again. I know. You might think it's you might think it's perfect. So the movie is yeah. giving a window from a writer's perspective into that relationship. And people end up hating the wrong character, I think. <laughs> because they look at one person saying, We have deadlines, you gotta hit it. But that's you need you need when that you're the structure. talent, yeah. when you're the talent or you're the artist or you're whatever, yep. no matter what you're doing, you need the person who says, Look, I know you got it in the tank. Yeah. I will be the villain so that it you can, can hate yeah. something. Exactly. But we're going. Yep. And it was exploring that. So then that, even though they're women, that's all Mm -hmm. taken from studio sessions. Wow. All of that is taken from studio sessions. Even their first, even their first um, interaction where one girl's trying to move Wasi and the other girl's like, yeah, I just Mm want to be quiet. That's from going to the studio and having one dude say, yeah, I got, I'm calling the girls out to come to the session because I need women around so I could do my music. And having the other person say, nah, I want to keep it quiet. Keep everybody, yo, like that old Kendrick Lamar line, right? Like kick her out the studio, Ali. Like, yeah, yeah, yo, I want, it's just me and the engineer. Wow. To shut it off and then you got the other dude coming saying yo what a bottle is that bring the weed out mm-hmm. you got the drink what a wine out we got ladies coming through and it's like yo I'm trying to work bro like what you mean but some people needed that so then their whole thing kicked off right away was music that's, that's, that's crazy that's what that is so now you know now that you watch it you probably you're picking up on the cues you now, see of it the now. Par- yeah, yeah the parallels and then it's the it's the Dame Dash Jay Z it's the yeah. it is that wow and, the, and then the, the Dame Dash Jay Z is key for where the relationship goes Exactly. It's key for where the relationship <laughs> yeah. goes. Right. But you'll notice, because the money yeah. does change hands. 
But it's not the money that should have changed hands if people who know the Jay Z and Dame Dash story. Exactly. That wow. So you you really embedded music in this thing more than I even saw on the surface level. Yeah, yeah. Because it's people and interactions and dynamics. Yes, exactly. But the the dynamics that exist in the music studio are really phenomenal. They can be yes. There, it really is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. To and then, like I say this to this day, I think I'm, you know, like you say, I'm in finance now, so I try and be a bit more of like a, like a straight laced fellow. Right, right, right. But even when it comes to like women that intrigue me, mm-hmm. I love artists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love artists. They may be dysfunctional at times. They may. They gotta be. I think th- it's a prerequisite. They may not have the stability at times. None. They may not have the emotional security at times. No. But they are some of the most interesting people. They have to be in a room at yeah. any given time, for sure. And in that sort of functional dysfunction, yep. they are so captivating. Be, yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? Like, it's it's by design. Like, people before they end up committing to you know being involved in music, yeah. there is that thing in them that sets them apart from other people where they feel like they are outcasts. Mm-hmm. Like outcasts, the, the group, for example, they're not called that by happenstance. They literally felt like they were not like anybody else, even within the realm of music. Anybody that's doing music, they've been, there's some kind of ostracization mm-hmm. or antagonization or some kind of um, permanent hurt that they're trying to eradicate, some kind of question they're trying to answer. Like there's just so many things that make an artist who they are. And I think what separates an artist from a normal person is their ability to turn that into something, turning that pain into a lesson yeah. or turning it into sounds or turning it into something that people can, you know, draw different things from. I think that's the only difference because everyone is going through the same experience. That whole collective consciousness thing I said, we're all going through it, yeah. but it's what are you doing once you go through it? Are you giving that piece of yourself to other people mm-hmm. Or are you just being like, okay, yep, true, true. That's the lesson. That's what I learned. That's what happened. That's the happiness, the sadness, whatever, and just closing the door. And mm-hmm. I think as people, that's why there's some artists that people resonate with more than others because mm. they're able to pass that other layer. They're able to break that fourth wall for people to go. So oh, how do shit. artists fall off then? Think of it. We're talking about this yeah. real core emotional connection yeah. that can then go away in six months. Well, Shout out to Fetty Wap. Okay, we're not doing this right now <laughs> because that is a, it's, a, it's an unfortunate it's an unfortunate story with him. Um, because a lot of the and he got every girl pregnant yeah, that he yeah, ever and, met yeah, and continued even after yeah the decline and it didn't really care because I guess he can deal with it still. He can handle it still. His royalty checks are probably huge. Well, depending on what his splits are, but that's <laughs> that's a whole other that's a whole other situation. But okay. you asked a very good question, yeah. and that answer is there's so many different reasons why people fall off like in the, in a fetty archetype situation i would say that would be the the mechanicals the the label situation the 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 inner workings of a good and or bad business deal whatever it is but sometimes if see if you are a very authentic quote unquote artist and then you are very true to life in your music in terms of what you say in terms of how you present yourself if you don't continue that at the same level, I mm. feel like you can lose people. 
If you aren't able to convey and give people that same feeling, you can lose people. If you pivot, if you get happy after you've made sad music, you can lose people. If you are um, someone who's spoken ill against something and then you suddenly have a change of heart in your life and then you try to make your music reflect that, you can lose people. Mm. If you are a quote-unquote artist who doesn't really have the story or the, the thing that they're trying to tell people, but you're able to just to make great music. If you can't continue making great music at that level, mm. you can fall off. Mm. There's so many, and that's why sometimes it's good, like an artist like Young Thug, for example. Um, to go away for a bit. Well, not, not even just to go away for a bit, but, well, yes, to, to go away for a bit can always help you. But what helps you is when no one can pinpoint and say what the record is that is associated with you. Because if I ask you now, what's the song of Young Thug that you will associate with Young Thug right now? Go, his biggest record. Oh my gosh. So you took too long. And that's a good problem to have. Yeah. Because that means your next biggest record is always in the future. And you're always working towards something. You're not now trying to chase a high. You are still actually on your journey. And is that true people, though? Like, because yes, there are artists where I could sure. associate a record with them. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, but give me but, but the one hit wonders. You could have picked the record in this, and that's okay. their record. So give me an artist then that you that you think um, that fits what you're saying. That you think that you can say what their their record is, and they can still they no, can no, still I, make like, records. Like, you're probably not wrong. It's Bec- and what I mean is because, like, I feel like Kendrick definitely has a bigger record, a biggest record. What's his What's his biggest record? His first one, which is. Um, the drink, and, the drink one, the um. But no, I because I would say no because you know what they would actually say. They would actually say it's all right. You gonna be all right, that one? Yeah, and then they'll actually Probably say it's actually so. all of the stars with SZA for for Black Panther. Okay, all right, so see? and, and yeah. you see, and but that problem, people being able to pick multiple songs is the problem that you want to have as an artist. You don't want to be able to say Old Town Road right off the bat. You don't want that problem. And shouts out to. Yeah. To Lil Nas X because uh, uh, what he's done, not a lot of people can do. He right. made he cleared 10, 11 million dollars off of that record, regardless. But the problem is, how do you match that? Because even if you come close, even if what you do is great, if it's not greater than, it's looked at as a failure. It's looked at it looked at as a fall off, and that's the problem with when you peak that way. And it's a good problem to have, of course, if you're if you're from the outside looking in, but from the inside looking out, you feel defeated. You feel like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Where do I go from here? But I don't I don't call that a failure. And I don't think in 2020 in the ways to make money and and pivot, I don't call that a fall off. But statistically speaking, that would be a fall off. Hmm. But hmm. I guess it, it depends on who you ask, because if you ask his bank account, what's, not what, unhappy what's, at all. what's he going to say? You know? Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. Um, but it, 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 it's, but it's, but in music, um, film, book writing, anything creative like that, you're going to run into that problem of, can I produce again? Can I make this again? Where do I go from here? Have I plateaued? Do I even want to do it again? And I know that that's something that you talked about in you know coming to a close um, about. Your ability, because I said, when are you going to make another one? When are you going to start the next one? And there's a lot of different factors that come in to even wanting to do that again. Yeah. If I was a career director and somebody was funding the process, I would have made my I would have made two by now. Mm-hmm. That was one thing when I was a musician. I always thought it was funny if somebody was paying me and like to I didn't just, have to yeah, like yeah. worry about like my bills at the time. Right. 
I could have done a song a, a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably really had that in the tuck, to be honest. Because I was just so on fire for it. The hard part was doing an eight-hour work shift and going to the studio for like and five was, hours after, six hours after. That exactly. was hard. Same thing with the film. The hard part was doing an eight-hour work shift and then... And then going, and going to do your Going to try to write for, yeah. for six hours. Now, thanks to my business partner... I have the opportunity where my day job is actually something that ignites me. It mm-hmm. takes energy from me, thought process and, and dreaming. Creativity. And, and yeah. creativity. So my concern is not the sacrifice of time because I've done that before. My concern is that I don't have anything left after a work day because I actually care about my job now because I'm a, I'm a partner in a business. It's like, it's part, it's part me. You know, I have to... Yeah. I have to be there to support my partner to grow it, to get it to a level. Right. Whereas those other jobs, I was there to punch somebody's clock, collect my paycheck and leave. I didn't need my brain, my heart, my emotions, yeah. my affections for that. I just needed my physical body. And that's the worst situation to be in. But it was great as an artist because I had everything left. I wrote a song yes. about that, right? Yes. I'm, I was sleeping from nine to five, but dreaming yeah. at five to nine. And it's like... Yeah. But it's still draining though. And any yeah. artist, any independent artist will tell you that that's one of the worst feelings is doing the thing that you love and then having to go to the the other quote-unquote mm-hmm. reality that you're dealing with. But you're lucky that the thing that you have still requires elements of it, maybe not in the exact same way, but enough to where you feel a level of fulfillment. My partner and I talk about it all the time. We get the business. I mean, we're into so many different things. We're into tech. We're into trucking. We're into mm-hmm. a bunch of different things to drive revenue. But she says it all the time after you know she saw the movie. And, yes, my business partner is a woman. Yeah. One of my closest friends. Wow. She says it all the time. She goes, my dream for you is that we get a production company going so you can go back and do you it. better believe it. Because she says it all the time. She goes, every single time I watch your movie, I can't believe you wrote that. You're right. Exactly. And that's, so. and that's probably, and to hear that from someone like that, that you be getting money with and hearing her say that, that must mean something. That, it means a lot to me because she's known me for years. Right. She knew me when I was 20. Mm-hmm. So she saw me when I thought I was going to be a musician. Right. And when I told her I was pivoting to film, she she saw me when I thought that was a form of surrender. I'll be honest about that. Wow. Moving to, moving to film, we had that conversation. Yes. When, when I yes. told you at yes. the time, you I'm going to go make a movie, we all thought, oh, you're quitting. Right. You're that, giving that up. That's a translation, yeah. Sure. But, it, you know... At the time, the term transition wasn't in our vocabulary. Mm-mm. The term was you've surrendered on something mm-hmm. that you've been chasing. Mm-hmm. So she saw all that. And to get to, to a point where to, it comes out, yeah. it wins something. It yep. gets selected to go somewhere. Somewhere, yep. Even casting actors. When I first wrote it, I thought, okay, which friend do I have exactly. who can play Who's this gonna, role? Exactly. So to see it come alive in this It manner. is what it is. I think the biggest thing, I was telling my friend this the other day, and I don't even say this arrogantly. I know when I decide to do something, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. And I don't know when. That, I don't get the timing yeah. right all the time. I yeah. don't always call my shot. And that's where the frustration comes in. Because mm-hmm. I would have loved for the movie to have been picked up right when I finished it. Absolutely. Um, I would have loved for it to got to TIFF right when Absolutely. I finished it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But in terms of just the general energy of like, yo, I want that. I want to complete that project. Yeah. Um. God has blessed me with incredible force of will. I usually do see it through. I have the, I have the, there's this saying where it's like, Jordan had God-given talent, but God-given work ethic. See, and that's why everyone doesn't have. That is, a, there's a complete fine line. There's a thick, not even a fine line. There's a thick line between those two, the talent mm-hmm. 
and the work ethic. And I've had people in my life literally tell me that. Like, there's a dude, I don't even, yo, it was Ryan. Ryan said to me, I talk to my wife all the time mm-hmm. about, yo, no matter what, I know Travel's going to make it because he lives like that. Like, he lives like right. that's what's going to happen. That's going to happen. The yeah. other day, a friend of mine said, I'm sure we're going to be fine because you say we're going to be fine. Like, that's the influence I have yeah, yeah, yeah. over yeah. the people in my life and stuff. So to try and tap into that for myself, like, the visions in my brain right. have a place in this world. The timing is not in my control, and I'm okay with that, but the visions I have have a place. So in terms of what's next, what's next is for me to relentlessly, consistently pursue the visions I have in my head. Even visions I have for y'all, for the team, for the people around and, me. And that, there are that visions that are in my head that... yeah that I will achieve because it is my life's work to achieve them. And people like you is, are the types of people that anybody who's doing anything creative, because I won't lie to you. And I guess we can, it's obviously it's ending Mm -hmm. now, but um, having someone like you and when when I was working on that, that score, I (laughs) I know we talked about it and making it about me again, but as we should working on that score, at the time in my life when I was, was so important, like mm. to me at that time. Like mm. it was such, it came at such a critical time. Like when I started it, I remember the things I was doing when I was at these jobs and I would actually be working on it there. And, yeah. be, and, and I'll be playing back like this beautiful music. Like, yo, what's that? I'm like, I'm scoring like a film. Mm. And I saw the envy in like people's um, eyes and mm. mind and, 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 and yes, I know envy is something negative and it's like, it's not good to, you know, to, to be happy that people are being envious, but what it represented to me was I'm doing something right now that is greater than my surroundings. You know mm. what I mean? And I think to do something creative like that and to, to help you elevate out of whatever situation you're in, I think is one of the most, crucial things because any of the greatest people in any field, I don't care what it is. You talk about being a religious leader. If you're talking about Jesus, if you're talking about Steve jobs, if you're talking about Kanye West, if you're talking about Elon Musk, whoever it is, Travell Simpson, whoever it is, they're looking way beyond their current situation. And they're looking at the success and the things that they know they're already going to reach. And it's just about, the life in the way. Like Martin Luther King, when he said, I have a dream of all these things, the dream wasn't there. Mm-mm. I mean, some would argue the dream isn't here now, but for argument's sake, a lot of what he had dreamt and hoped that would happen was something that was not even remotely close to what was happening. So I think creative people need other creative people like you around, like myself around, mm-hmm. people that are more successful, people that are on the same level, mm-hmm. so that they can always look at the the next, the dream and not the reality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important thing for everyone to remember. If you don't, if you don't remember anything from here, just remember, do the dream, focus on the dream past your current situation, because mm-hmm. there is so much for you to achieve. And as long as you, and like you said, you knew once you put your mind to it, and I know it sounds cliche, but once you thought about it, you knew that come hell or high water, you were going to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And that's important. So with that, um, mm. I want to thank you for, for being 
the guinea pig. Yeah. Because this is a, like I said, this situation was one that was a, a long time coming. Um, mm. I didn't know how to start, but I realized you just have to start and you just mm-hmm. got to stop putting up excuses. And no matter how it ends up turning out, I want to, I'm glad that it's you mm. that I'm doing this with and not, you know, myself. Cause actually it was going to be myself first at least. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that there won't be any by myself or whatever. I don't, mm-hmm. know, I don't know what the future holds, but I'm very thankful that it is you and it is someone who lasted through the fire of my friendships from that time, mm-hmm. from the high school shit. And you brought such a big project for me to handle. One of the things that I'm very, very proud of even to this day. So I thank you for that. Appreciate you, you know, sitting down for this mm-hmm. means a hell of a lot. Um, anything else you want to say? No, man, just thankful. Thankful for this. This starts. This starts from um, the GSX mixtape back in two thousand and. <laughs> yo, people think it's a game. Yo, we're blacking out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, but I'm yeah. I'm I'm just thankful. Yeah, the, the, yeah. I mean, people don't even know this, but you were a year older than me, mm-hmm. and we're gonna be gone, mm-hmm. and we get into Mr. Davis's business class. <laughs> And for one year, while I'm in grade twelve and you're doing a you're doing another victory lap, lap, victory lap snips. we create a bond mm-hmm. and a connection. Yo, that's that's that up. is twelve years old. That's messed up. Because I'm telling up. you, I'm telling you, I knew of you and I knew who you were. Mm-hmm. If you don't do a victory lap, we're not this close. Period. No, you, if you don't do a victory lap, we're not like, this close at all. But like, <laughs> one school year. Because a lot of your peers had left. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's like... No, no, no. We were in the same class. A lot of your peers left. Mm-hmm. We had the Kyla May situation. Holy shit. <laughs> Yo, are these names getting redacted? What's happening? We had... <laughs> Yo. Um, what a mod. We had a Maza thing. <laughs> you get me? And if not for that, we're not this close. And it solidifies how real those moments are. That... <sighs> I'm, you know, to, to, I was entered into your world yeah. in terms of like, as a person, in terms of like understanding how you were when I was 16 years old. Yeah. Because I graduated high school at 17 years old. Right. My birthday is in November. So I was 16 when I finally got to really get to know Chris. I am 30 in two months. <sighs> That's crazy. It's been a long time. We've not separated, but we've done mm-hmm, our thing. Mm-hmm, Come back. Mm-hmm. Always somehow running into the same circles. Right, right. And I know I can always call you. And I appreciate that. So the fact that you would call me for this, I had right. to because it's the type of energy you've always shown me. And that is greatly, greatly appreciated. Absolutely. And I mean that. So with that being said, thank y'all for this. Mm. Um, wherever you're listening to this on, um, make sure that you click that button to follow and subscribe. And whatever it is that you do, because at this point, I don't know where it will be, Mm -hmm. but it will be in your ears. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sitting down for this. Good night. Good morning. Konnichiwa. Bitches. If you are hearing the sound of my voice, that means you have finished the end of this instructional video. I hope I've made you stay here very welcome. And I hope you are comfortable as hell. This also means you sat by and listened to three episodes of two people you don't even know talk about shit you have no idea about. Thumbs up for you. You're probably thinking, hmm, will there be more content? 
Perhaps. Maybe not. I don't know how I feel about it. And maybe you should get the hell off of my back and...